Good morning, Milliken Rams. It's Chloe Pullman. Jayla DeRusso. And Ariane Byers, here to bring you some insightful news regarding the Milliken community. We hope you guys were able to celebrate the life and legacy of civil rights activist Martin Luther King Jr. on Monday, January 18th. But if not, you've gotten a second chance to celebrate not only him, but the many other figures in Black history all February. Yeah, Black History Month is here, and there are so many exciting things the Millican community can participate in. There sure are. And just a heads up, we will have a few special guests that will go a bit more in depth about these activities that Ram Nation can check out and make sure we're doing all that we can to show our support during the month of love. Love? Oh, I totally forgot Valentine's Day was on the 14th of February. I did too. Before we get an explanation of activities available to the Millican community, let's talk about how we can acknowledge Black History Month and support our Millican African Americans. We sent out a questionnaire asking how we can celebrate Black History Month and benefit the Black community and got so many responses, which are um, support Black-owned businesses, donate to nonprofit Black-owned organizations or charities, educate ourselves on Black History Month, and inspire the youth to change narratives and prejudice that follows. These are some wonderful ideas, and if you're one of the individuals that gave us feedback, thank you and congratulations on making on the podcast. You're famous. <laughs> you are. <laughs> But of course, we just we don't just want to make suggestions and not inform you on next steps to take. So here are some restaurants in LA County that are black owned. First, we have Georgia's Restaurant, following Darrow's New Orleans Grill, The Nest, Patria Coffee Roasters, Twin Smokehouse Barbecue, Almost Cookies and Company, Amazing Grace Cheese Shop, Firebird. Dog Hoss, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and for our vegans, Compton Vegan. I've heard some really good things about some of those places, so I'll be sure to check them out this month. But I think it's time that we introduce our special guests, co-presidents of Milliken's very own Black Student Union, April Brown and Alana Branch. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello. Hi, I'm good. Let's give our listeners a brief overview of BSU and some of the things they could expect they can expect from this club it it's not just for black students like our mission statement and i can read it to you right Mm -hmm. now millikan's black student union fosters student growth Mm -hmm. nowhere in our mission statement does it depict a certain race or a certain group of uh, students at Mm -hmm. school black student union is open for everyone because the purpose is to educate. The purpose is to teach. If you want to learn more about Black history or have a better sense of our culture and what we do, the conversations that we have in order to, you know, not be arrogant or ignorant, come join our meetings because that's what it's all about. That's amazing. Thank you, guys. So with that being said, let's get into the first question. That question is, what does Black History Month mean to you? Oh, I knew y'all was going to ask this question. I just knew it. Black History Month goes beyond the fact that it's just a month. It's Black history. That's what it means to me. Black history, the education of my history. Because I am a brown girl, because I am Black, because I'm a Black woman in America, I myself am still learning about my own history. And because my history is such a major part of American history, that's why it's so important to me. And that's why I created the uh, passion and created and formed my own independent advocacy on campus because my personal mission is to educate those around me you're like within black history we're still learning ourselves but we know enough Mm -hmm. to still be able to teach 
from our own personal experiences. I think that says a lot. Um, as you know, somebody who's had personal experiences with racism, with colorism, with all of these things, it's it's like you're able to not necessarily be angry about it, but you're able for like it. It's a learning experience for other people as well. It's a teaching experience for me personally, and being able to actually still be able to learn and teach someone at the same time is amazing to me. What is your favorite part about Black history or culture? Mm. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> like, all of it. I, I can't, I can't like about the Black that's, that's a hard question. Mm-hmm. Every, every culture right. is, no, exactly. is, um, is influenced by Black culture. So it's like, you know, there's mm-hmm. stuff from the food girl. Do we even got to talk about that? <laughs> Hold on. And then the music, I don't know. There's just like a sense for me. It's a sense of like familiarity. Like it's like whenever, you know, you go to like a cookout or somebody's birthday party, it's always bumping no matter if you know them or not. Or it seems like like everybody knows everybody and feels comfortable enough to be around each other because we share that same, um, that same experience, you know? Thank you guys. Um, our next question is, well, we know that this week Millican BSU is celebrating crazy inventions. Uh, we're wondering if you could share some crazy inventions and amazing inventions created by black individuals you think many people may not know about. Ooh. See, that's a perfect question. I'm about to pull it up. I don't know. Some people know that um, the ironing board was created by a person of color. Mm-hmm. This, uh, the ironing board was created by Sarah Boone in 1892. Or home security system. Some people know that, but some people also don't. That was created by Mary Van Britten Brown in 1966. There's some others. We all know about the mm-hmm. street lights. We all know about the light bulb. Sounds amazing. Thank you guys so much. That was incredible. That's all the questions we have for today's interview. We are truly so thankful that you guys set aside some personal time to join us for this segment and teach us. Thank you and have Thank a great you. rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. That aside, I would like to return to our previous topic of Black culture and discuss another huge part of African-American culture, such as historical Black colleges and universities, or commonly known as HBCUs. Oh, yes. HBCUs are definitely a large part of Black culture, and many students choose to continue their educational journey at a HBCU due to a variety of factors. Oh, Definitely. And here we have some of the reasons students attend HBCUs as shared by our Millican students. Number one, to be surrounded in an ethnically diverse and inclusive community, to learn more about what it means to be Black, being in an environment that works to ensure that you are receiving quality education and personal success, and a safe place to share with people similar experiences. These are only some of the compelling reasons to attend an HBCU, but to get a better feel of what historically Black colleges and universities are truly about, we invited two individuals to talk to us about their experience attending an HBCU. But you guys know we had to make it a little more special, thus we invited Millikan's very own graduates, Howard Prelo and Tyler Thornton. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We'll start off by asking you guys a few questions, so feel free to take turns to share your honest opinion. To start off, could you tell us what HBCU you both attend, your majors, and your career interests? I'll, I'll start off, you know. My name is Tyler, Tyler Thornton. I go to Howard University. 
I'm a freshman political science major, and my career interest is becoming a lobbyist. My name is Howard Prelo, and I'm a, at Howard University, and I'm a freshman computer science major, and my career interest is to become a machine learning engineer. Nice. Um, what strongly motivated you guys to pursue your career interests, and how do you feel um, HBCUs will help you achieve those goals? Um, for me, in my 10th grade class, I had Mr. Mobahill, and for our final project, we had to, like, we had to make a project based on something we were interested in, and I did mine on the prison system. And after that, I just kind of became more interested in politics and helping out the Black community in general. And I think the best way to do so would be to go to a school like that's predominantly Black. It'll give me a better gauge of like where all of our people come from, because in California, kind of dilutes problems that happen in this country. So that's why I feel like a HBCU would be my best route in order to achieve that goal. Um, I would say what drove me to become a machine learning engineer is that ever since like middle school, I've always been interested in like coding, engineering programs and stuff. So it naturally led me into the field of uh, artificial intelligence since it's mostly like computer science based so now um, I would say what Howard would add to me is that like in the machine learning field there's not a lot of black representation and what that leads to like there was this issue where in Google if you were to search up what's it called if you were to search up like beautiful women or like three black kids it would like for the beautiful woman it would only show like white women and for three black kids it would show like mugshots and that's just due to the algorithms like not really like the people behind the algorithms not really having such a outlook that would be like oh maybe this is an issue because they don't come from the background where they would think about that being an issue and I Give, help me add that perspective. So what stood out about HBCU? Um, for me personally, it felt like when I went to HBCU, it felt like an actual, it felt like more of an actual community and a family. So that's the reason why I wanted to go to HBCU. What is your favorite thing about attending an HBCU and what have you learned? You learn more about your history and its relevance because like they give more of a, well, in my history classes, they give more of an oversight and the reason as to why things happen and how it actually affected us as a community rather than, like, the normal stuff you'd learn, like Martin Luther King had a dream and Rosa Parks sat down. Um, do you feel that it's important for African-American students to attend HBCUs? If so, why? Um, I feel that it's important that every African-American student at least considers going to an HBCU. Because I think it helps being around people who are like yourself. Because, like, Black people aren't, we're not all the same. Like, I feel like it's really helpful to see the different types of people, like, Black people to you'd come across in, like, your daily life. I would say, like, African-American students should at least consider it. Because there's a lot to be learned, and it's a it's a completely different experience than what you would like normally think or hear. 
So I'd say just like go into it with an open mind. Do you feel HBCUs do a better job at preparing black students or catering to their needs? For uh, preparing, I feel like once you graduate, lots of HBCUs have like um, really good networks for people who've graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so has going to an HBCU inspired you to do anything? Uh, yeah, I feel like going to an HBCU. Like, depending on what your passion is, I feel like it kind of makes you more passionate. I would agree, yeah. Because, like, you see, like, you see other kids like you succeeding. I get, like, it's a lot of like-minded people. So it's like, oh, I want to, I want to be, like, take, take my own, like, what I'm doing to the next level. What's one thing you would like to tell students battling on whether or not to attend an HBCU? If you, if you have the school that you've been dreaming to go to, I wouldn't say, like, count out, like, a HBCU. I would say, like, give it a fair shot. But if you end up going to, like, a PWI or something, there's really there's really no problem with it. Like, it's all, at the end of the day, it's all, you're still getting, like, your, it's still, it's mostly about the education it should be. But it's also, like, the experience, the experience at HBCU is just, like, unmatched. Thank you guys for providing us with some fresh insight and perspectives. We wish you nothing but continuous success in your respective majors and future career paths. We would like to give a shout out to some of our Millican seniors who will be or who have been admitted into an HBCU. Khalees Jones, Norfolk State, Norfolk State, Miles Ware, Howard University and Hampton University, our very own Arion Byers, Spelman College, Jayla DeRusso, Spelman College, Hampton, Howard University, and Xavier of Louisiana. April Bound, Bethune-Cookman University. Congratulations to you all and anyone else who may not be included here. And for our students who are interested in attending an HBCU, Black College Expo is hosting a virtual fair in which all students can attend and be informed about various historical Black colleges. The virtual event happens Friday, February 19th from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and Saturday, February 20th from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I wouldn't want to miss that event since students have the since students have the chance to be accepted to colleges on the spot, receive application free fee waivers, and accumulate scholarships. Just be advised that the interest fee is five dollars since free tickets are out the window. Check out check this all out at thecollegeexpo.org for more information. Just because you weren't mentioned on this list doesn't mean your efforts are not appreciated. Keep on grinding, you guys, and we're wishing you all the best. All you seniors out there are doing great. Keep up the good work. We understand how difficult this school year may be for us, but you were able to navigate through those college applications. Yes, we are almost done. You're right. Woohoo! Well, as always, thank you for tuning into the podcast. And a reminder for you all that the Millican Cordon newspaper also releases issues alongside our podcast. To read some amazing stories written by our Millican Cordon journalists, you can head to millicancordon.com. The link can also be found in our episode description. Stories in this issue will cover news on politics, Millican news, entertainment and media, and COVID-19. So be sure to check all that out to learn something new and important. Hope everyone has a great rest of their week. And don't forget, it's a great day to be a Ram.